And we are back on Buff Up, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me on your weekend, divisional playoff weekend. The last time the Buffalo Bills played a divisional playoff game at Buffalo was a couple of years ago against the Baltimore Ravens, which then led them to the AFC Championship. So you betcha that this is a huge week for the Bills, um, being able to stay home, not having to worry about traveling, not... You know, having to worry about the jitters going somewhere else on how the crowd noise is going to be, how the situation is going to feel. They're home. The the, the fans are, (laughs) I feel like they're loading up as we're speaking right now. Guys, I just got to say, I had an amazing um, weekend recently where I surprised my brother who was in Buffalo. Um, And, you know, I'm living on the East Coast now, so... I don't have to fly nine hours, nine to ten hours to go across the states, which is why I never did go to Buffalo for over literally the last five years. I don't even know when's the last time I went, but it was a good time. Um, I did not go to Bar Bill. I am saving that for the future. I went to the closest spot that my brother loves very dearly, as many Buffalonians do, and I got the, I call them the jumbo wings at Duff's for the first time. And let me tell you guys, I was absolutely blown away. Uh, the only Buffalo Wings I have honestly ever had have always been Lenovo. And um, then had pizza, Buffalo-style pizza at Carbone's. And let me tell you, man, if you've never been to Buffalo and you're listening to this podcast, you want to get some good food, you want to see, you want to meet some great people um, that care about what they do in a city, um, that is not not only just known for the neighbors and the camaraderie, but also just for the way they care about how they run their small businesses. You got to go to Buffalo. You got to go check it out. Um, ha- I have, I, you know, I have a lot of plans in the future. Um, hopefully, in in the summer and closer to uh, winter time next year, or excuse me, at the end of this year, uh, to head back there. And um, <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not going to rule out showing up for the Bills parade. Obviously, if that happens this year. But um, look, guys, it's a unique situation for Buffalo, and it, and it's really hard to go into this game, to go into this weekend, um, you know, trying not to say the right or wrong thing. It's it's so hard because th- this feels like a shift in an era. Brady's gone, Aaron Rodgers is gone, Ben Roethlisberger's gone. All all of the guys that we most of us grew up watching. They're gone. So now you have a final eight head coaches here with their teams that seven are led with offensive-minded coaches, and it just leaves one defensive head coach in Buffalo and Sean McDermott. Um, It's it's insane. Doug Peterson, offensive coach. Andy Reid, Brian Dable, Nick Sirianni, Zach Taylor, Mike McCarthy and Kyle Shanahan. And, you know, it, it goes to show you, obviously, the league has evolved. Um, more points, the better. But, you know, I will say, I think that defense is definitely going to prevail in the rest of these playoffs. Obviously, we're, 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 we're looking at these quarterbacks that are left. Josh Allen, Trevor Lawrence, 
Patrick Mahomes, Daniel Jones, Nick, you know, Nick, Jalen Hurts, Brock Purdy, Dak Prescott. I, just the names. You know the, any of these quarterbacks, obviously Joe Burrow. They can just take over a game. And it's dangerous. But, again, it's all going to come down to defensively who can get a stop. Because points are going to be scored, whether we like it or not, especially this weekend. The Bills have to figure out how to fluster Joe Burrow with a dinged-up offensive line and force him into situations or checkdowns that he is not comfortable with. Um, It's going to be interesting. What happens if the Bengals get the ball first? They win the toss. They want to score right away. What does Buffalo do? I, I, I was so shocked that they did not hesitate to attack right away in their last matchup. Obviously, it, didn't, it was very short-lived with the, tra- with, the tra- with the tragedy that happened with DeMar Hamlin, but you saw right away that the Cincinnati Bengals meant business. They were not going to shy away and, you know, wait for the game to come to them. And, you know, hey, rightfully so. They're, they are the defending, the defending AFC champions. You have to give them respect where it's due. They beat Kansas City twice last year, and Buffalo exits in the divisional round in, in Kansas City, and you know they they struggled mightily uh, trying to figure out how to get a defensive stop. And that Kansas City and Bengals game last year that sends the Bengals to the Super Bowl was a defensive stop in the red zone against Patrick Mahomes. So if you're going to sit me sit here and tell me, no, we need to score as many points as possible and that's how we're going to win, you're wrong. I'm sorry, you're wrong. Every single playoff situation will come down to which defense will get the stop. That's it. Eventually, someone has to. Or eventually, the defense will crumble, which is what happened to Buffalo um, against Kansas City. And we obviously remember what happened. And, and it's It's tragic. It's tragic. You never want to see your team lose that way. Um, but someone had to lose. Unfortunately, it was the Buffalo Bills last year in the divisional round. And right now, the Buffalo Bills are sitting... Um, <laughs> just feels like the, the spread is getting bigger and bigger. Um, Vegas has been pretty damn accurate this year. Uh, and, you know, the Bills are at home. And, and Buffalo is fantastic. They are undefeated at home in their last uh, four playoff games in Buffalo. And it goes to show you that, that obviously our fan base shows up, they show out, and they are very they are very cognizant of what is happening throughout the football game. They're not just obnoxiously screaming whenever uh, the offense is trying to communicate. They know. Um, they also know how to fluster another team. And, and and if there ever was a week for Bills fans to literally lose their freaking minds, it is this game because Joe Cool is coming to town and nothing shakes him. But I will say there's one thing that can shake anyone and it's not being able to communicate because it's so freaking loud in that stadium. That'll fluster anyone because you can't get a play out there's a false start. Okay. It's only one thing left to do once you're in third and long, third and long situation 
and you know, you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you're tossing that thing up to Jamar Chase. That's what we're going to have to live with. If the Bills play solid defense and they force them into situations like that. Personally, I think they're going to have a very balanced attack. I think the Buffalo Bills, I'm going to call my score prediction right now. I have the Buffalo Bills winning a very defensive game at 27 to 24. I think this is the game where things really come together and Buffalo shows up and shows out. If we thought that the game against New England was emotional, right, with everything that was happening with DeMar Hamlin, and then going into the first playoff game against Miami, imagine having to face the former team, um, and it just brings that brings back those raw emotions. Well, here's the difference right now is DeMar Hamlin is walking around the facility. So he's back. And it's like you you, you have this, like you see what your prayers did. You see what your hope did. You see what your love did. You see what your um, your family uh, camaraderie did. And it, it, it shows... Uh, you know, that football has a greater purpose for you. Um, you're not just showing up to work just to, you know, throw the football around, have fun. This is a young man. You're playing for a young man who is your teammate, right, who wishes he can be on the field, but you have the privilege, you have the honor to be able to do what you've been trained your whole life to do. And he has to watch you guys. You're going to do it for him. That's how I, that's the mentality I think the Bills are going into in this game. And, Oh my God! Could you imagine? I don't. I. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't. I, what happens if every player gets announced, and then right at the end, where they're charging those buffaloes on the field, and the steam is blowing, Demar Hamlin goes straight through those buffaloes. I mean, oof goosebumps and a moment that I think would ignite anyone whether you're a Bills fan or not and listen I live over in Philly country I'm not I don't live in Philadelphia um, but I live nearby let me tell you guys I have met a ton of Philadelphia fans that are they're rooting for Buffalo people from other fan bases are they want to see Buffalo win this year that's the reason that th- this comes down to this whole, you know, why, you know, I, we're used to being the underdog. Why, why is everyone trying to favor us? It almost feels like we don't want it. We don't deserve it. No, it's not that. It's that people are starting to respect the Buffalo Bills that much. After everything they've been through, after every player they've lost, after every heartbreak that has happened, historic, happened historically, and people are starting to actually read into what's happened to the Buffalo Bills, and they're caring. It's making them realize they have one hell of a football team that is very resilient. Yet, the odds seem to always be stacked up against Buffalo. No matter how hard they try, no matter who comes to town, no matter how many points they score, no matter how many moments Gabe Davis has in the playoffs, he's not good enough. And look... I'm going I'm to go back to something that I saw online and, and you know, on TV as well with uh, with Chris Sims. In a, in a way, I, I respect what he had to say, but in a way, it's I think it's kind of it's kind of clickbait, and it's, and it's kind of one of those things where it's 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 also in poor taste. But it's you, you agree, but it's in poor taste. It sucks. 
in a way, you know? And 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 he talked about how Buffalo doesn't really have anyone else outside of Stephon Diggs, and Josh Allen is very limited in his weapons. Well, I will then point this out. I think it is coaching. How in the hell does a practice squad player become basically wide receiver one in New York, in the city of Gotham? And now they're marching over to Philadelphia after taking down the explosive and mighty Minnesota Vikings. In their house, they go to their house, they steal their lunch money and make them cry about it when they leave. Isaiah Haas, and then Isaiah Hodgins is, is, is racking it up. I don't know. This is the thing, and, and this is going into another point here. I don't know how I feel about Ken Dorsey yet. Everyone has their goals. Everyone has their aspirations, and I, I respect that as a human being. But the NFL needs to make it more fair. They need to let coaches get interviewed after the stinking season's over. It doesn't take that long to wait. It's just another month. I don't understand it. And it seems like it's just like something they do not care about. They don't care that the, the, the teams and, and the coaches are in critical situations and in, in, in developing a game plan. That could affect the destiny and history of a team. Like, come on. Just, I just, I will, I will literally, I will have an egg next week if the Buffalo Bills offense does not figure it out against the Cincinnati Bengals. And then Ken Dorsey gets grandfathered into the freaking Carolina Panthers family and still gets a head coaching job, and then we're back at square one. I'm going to tell you this. If Ken Dorsey's gone, I want Byron Leftwich in Buffalo because I think he got screwed in Tampa. Give him Josh Allen and see what happens. Give him a solid running game. Give him a young and ready-to-go team as an O.C., because no one's going to want Byron Leftwich after he got screwed in Tampa, right, as an offensive coordinator. Like if that happens, that's what I want to see. That's a whole other conversation. I know, I know I'm getting a little bit fired up here, but it is, it is kind of irritating as a Bills fan, but also just as a football, you know, fan in general, watching other teams, watching what's happening in this league, and looking, yeah, it, it, we wish it could be more more structured and, and, and more this or that. But yeah, I mean, we're going to have to voice our opinions if something just doesn't feel right, doesn't look right, doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem right. Something's wrong with the coaching uh, recruiting system. And that needs to get fixed because this is a huge game. And now Ken Dorsey, what is he doing behind the scenes? Just preparing solely, right, for this matchup? No, he he is probably also worried sick on how he's going to be ready for his interview 
coming soon with the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> and now, Joe Burrow's coming into town, confident as ever, doesn't feel like the underdog. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think this <laughs> if I could call a game a draw, I'd call, I'd call a game a draw. This is what this game feels like. But something's got to give. And it's exciting. You know, it, it's something that, um, as Bills fans, I don't think you should be worried about. You should be, you know, just, just, just be happy. Just be happy. You want to be happy? Look back at how many years you were unhappy as a Bills fan. Be happy now, man. These are good times. And... As far as the game plan, right, I want to finish off this podcast with this. The game plan that I believe the Bills could use to, number one, attack defensively, and then we'll get into the offense. Number one, attacking defensively, I think to win this game, you have to get pressure up the middle. I don't care about the edge rush. you got to force Joe Burrow to get out of the pocket. Flush him out, make him uncomfortable. I'm not saying hit his ACL, but he had a he had a very you know catastrophic injury just a couple years ago tearing his ACL. He does not want to run around. Make him run around. Just like what people say, oh, you don't you never want Josh Allen to you know run around and make plays. You make him force him play play from the pocket. It's 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 the same. It's just vice versa with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow can. Escape. He's very nimble. He's very odd to bring down. But this last matchup, you saw glimpses of what can frustrate Joe Burrow. Flush him out of the pocket. And that's going to give you an edge. I will say, I said this the first time, the first matchup, and I'm going to say it again. If Buffalo goes up two touchdowns, the Bengals are in trouble. Because once Buffalo phys- figures you out offensively, it's not going to stop. And they will absolutely score over 30 points on you if they figure you out early. So offensively, going to that now, because you know th- their wide receivers, are gonna, they're going to get their numbers. right? We know that. But offensively, what's going to, I believe, give the Bills the edge is utilizing their running backs. Forcing their linebackers to get tired, play sideline to sideline, and then when the opportunity presents itself, launch that bad boy deep and let it rip. But I I want to see the running backs get used more. Naeem Hines is electrifying. I don't know why we haven't been using him more. Maybe it's just the trust factor. Um, Something's happening at practice. I don't know. I don't know. But it's going to be an interesting game. I think that, you know, when you really break it all down, it, it <laughs> it's hard to figure out how this can shake up because the Bengals have dominated the Kansas City Chiefs time and time again. They got their number. I guarantee you Kansas City, given the opportunity to choose, they would definitely choose Buffalo over Cincinnati in an AFC championship. 
So let's review some of these matchups, though, right, that, that are going on this weekend and how they're going to shake up. Um, I'll give you my, my, my quick uh, winner and loser. So I do have an upset alert <laughs> in Philly. I have the New York Giants upsetting the Philadelphia Eagles 28-24. to I think that Jalen Hurts is going to be a little bit cold. It's going to take him a little bit to get you know in the rhythm. I think that the Giants are coming off a huge confidence and morale boost of a win. They are proud of who they are. They are proud of what they have in the building, and they are going to take it and they're going to bring it. Secondly, Jacksonville versus Kansas City. I have Kansas City winning 38-24. to I think Jacksonville is going to put up a good fight. It, they showed what they can do. They showed how far uh, deep they can go as far as, you know, in a hole and digging themselves out. We saw what happened against the Chargers, but we all knew the Chargers low-key were kind of frauds in a lot of ways, and it all comes down to their coaching. I don't think Andy Reid would allow that to happen uh, given uh, the, the quarterback that he has. Even if he was coaching this, you know, the, the Chargers, I don't think he would have let that crumble the way it did. Going into the... Cowboys and 49ers game. Whew. This one is tough, man. This is so tough. But I think the San Francisco 49ers are absolutely the team the Cowboys did not want to see going on a playoff run here. This is the last team they wanted to see. And I think that San Francisco is going to have their number and San Francisco is going to win 28-17. to 17. And they're going to fluster Dak Prescott into bits, and he is going to be a shell of himself all over again. <laughs> I'm just telling you, man, people really underestimate this kid, Brock Purdy, and this team. I think they are electrifying. They are scary um, and <laughs> very unpredictable. <laughs> so many weapons. What do you do? Well, stop Chris McCaffrey. Great, great, because now they're just going to use Debo in the backfield now. Oh, there goes George Kittle. And there goes Brandon Ayuk, who is now showing up late in the season into the playoffs. It's just wild. <laughs> it's going to be such a fun ride, man. I'm excited, guys. I don't know what you guys are, are, are going to be doing for the game, uh, tailgating, show, showing up for the game, uh, and, and, you know, whatever. But, uh, but anywho, guys, thank you again for joining me. On Buff Hub, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. It has been an honor uh, to be a part of this network. Um, represent veterans everywhere, uh, first responders. Love you guys. Thank you for all that you do for our communities. Thank you, uh, military, for what you do for our country. Um, guys, stay safe out there. A big game, fun one. Um, be with the family. Don't ride the roller coaster. What does that mean? That means whether good or bad happens in this game. Keep a smile and keep your head up because the Buffalo Bills are not losers anymore and they're going to show up and show out. I do believe that this weekend. Stay believing, believing, and go Bills.